0: Two guys who discovered that making toast in the bathtub just hits different. Chris and the Riz. Hey, ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 394. This is the last stop before the Senior Bowl and the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and equally dashing, maybe slightly more dashing co-host, Jeff the Riz riz How you doing, brother? I'm having a really bad hair
1: day, so thank you for, for the dashing comment. Um, oh. I feel more like Mrs. Dash, the, the, the knockoff Mrs. <laughs> Dash, so like the stuff you get at Aldi, um, which is just as good, but it's just not quite the
0: same. You, know. <laughs> you need to get some accent. You need more MSG in your life, my friend.
1: <sighs> Maybe. Sodium. <laughs> so so a qu- quick diversion. I bought low-sodium corn, like in the can by mistake, and uh, my family made me add salt to it, so it tasted good. That was That was my dinner experience tonight. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at today it's been that kind of
0: day oh man I'm sorry <laughs> alright we're going to talk about well we got to talk about Jerry Jacobs can't help it he's so great uh, we love Jerry We do, and he loves us back uh, Shrine Bowl preview the Senior Bowl preview we're going to do a quick peek at some of the talent there uh, we're also going to talk about Aaron Glenn and a whole lot more we got a great show lined up Riz are you ready to go my friend
1: yeah let's do it let's kick this off and break
0: it down all right uh <laughs> it's been a wild day man <laughs> all right first and foremost i do want to get out there and talk about how awesome jerry jacobs is i mean uh, first off we'll, we'll read this for you but you talk about loyalty man and 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 what th- this again embodies the culture of the team the loyalty and 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 what a great guy! He knows how loyal we are. He, we've 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 talked a lot, and uh, he's just a, a super cool cat. Did it on his own; didn't have to. But his tweet was PSA: I'm not trying to do any more podcasts right now. Sorry for the late response, but I'm loyal to one podcast only. Sorry, not trying to be rude, but I have my crew at Detroit Lions Podcast. Because thank you, Jerry. He doesn't like Xerox machines any more than anybody else. Do some original, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm, unless you're you know photocopying. <laughs> various parts
1: that don't normally see the light of day and <laughs> sending them to coworkers that are unappreciative. Yeah. That's probably not the way to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Figure something out. Yeah.
1: Th- anyway. Thanks. Jer- we appreciate that. And we, yeah. we absolutely had nothing to do with that. That's Jerry being Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've watched him on our show, the three times he has been on, you know that that's Jerry <laughs> yep, yep.
0: and uh, more out of Jerry come April it's a yeah uh, he, in the meantime we're talking uh as you mentioned we're working with him um he's got a whole lot of stuff to give away he's got helmets gloves some other stuff we're working on that i uh, got some good stuff going jerry he's a he is a super super cool human being and uh just
1: i want to see some 39 jerry jacobs jerseys out there oh yeah i want to see those yeah
0: maybe we should do a thing Get a picture yeah, with but, you your like, jersey. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, get, we'll do it after the season. We'll, yeah, we'll,
1: we'll work on that. But so if cool. if you are a friend of the pod, if you have subscribed and liked to our YouTube yeah. channel and are in our Patreon Slack, which is just $5 a month for the most intelligent Lions chat on earth, if you're getting a Lions jersey, get a, get a Jerry jersey so you identify with us because... Tell you what, guys. He's going to be around Detroit. Like He's not going anywhere. No. You're safe in buying a 39. Yeah. You're good there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, you
0: are. <laughs> All right. Just wanted to say, you know, big thanks to Jer for, for yeah. being who he is and being such a great guy. And uh, to other folks, just figure it out on your own. Don't follow. All right. Brad Holmes, uh, big news, breaking news today. He's not going to be at the <laughs> Senior Bowl.
1: Credit this is not how I right framed this
0: to you. Right away. um Is this the end? Is this, is he giving up on the draft already? Riz, what's going on? Oh, there's another
1: game, Chris and listeners. Hmm? Um, and Brad will be there. So the shrine bowl no. No. is uh, where Brad. So the, the shrine bowl has doesn't relocated exist. to Las Vegas it, and it, has,
0: it doesn't exist. It went to Vegas from Tampa, the hot dogs are gone. I can't break my tooth on a hot dog. Just I'm I'm sure me. the hot dogs are still there inside
1: the trough. You can wait for the opening day of baseball season in 2024 or whenever they get their strike resolved, which might not be until then. Who knows? I
0: mean, usually they cook them this, the year before and serve them the next year's game. They had COVID the last year. I was so dog. excited oh for a God. two year wait on one of those things. Right. I don't know if you've seen the Reddit um, the hot, bot, hot dog in epoxy thread that pops up every now and then. The guy's on like over a year. It's, I have not. Insane. That's what they. That's what they. That's what they feel like when you eat them. They're 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 amazing. So
1: they they are brutal, and the buns are um buns of steel. A chip a tooth, babe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um,
0: so Brad Holmes is going it's to. It's also just like home.
1: generic yellow mustard too, which is just not the way to go. eat a little spicy. You know, get some spicy brown. Get some golden. Get some Dijon. Get some <laughs> horseradish in your life. It's better
0: that way. Some uh sauerkraut, man. Get the power. The gas
1: power. Uh, see, I can't. I can't do
0: sauerkraut. It's oh, good for the soul. All right. Practices start Saturday. Uh, it's in Las yeah. Vegas this year. Uh, Brad it is, is going to go see if he can spin the wheel of uh, his late round talent magic, and yes. tell us a and, little bit and, about it. This, it is dead to me the, this year. With the, <laughs> it happened at the same time, just about as the Senior Bowl. I'm 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 focused on that. If it was like it used to be, we'd be talking about going to the Shrine Bowl this weekend, right? We would. Yeah, be right
1: there. The, the game would be Saturday. Yeah, um, but they have changed things. They have um, in a move that's not very popular with the. Uh, the draftnik community and the also some, some people in the NFL, they are somewhat competing, but not directly competing with the Senior Bowl. The Shrine Bowl, um, that's renamed from the Shrine Game to the Shrine Bowl a couple years ago. Now it's moved. Um, it's under new management, um, and the manager is Eric um, Eric Galco, who's an old friend of mine. I like Eric a lot. I respect him, and I can't wait to get out to the game. I just can't logistically do it this year, um, hopefully next year. But they are practicing Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and their game is Thursday night. And I suspect that most of us who will be in Mobile on Thursday night will probably wind up watching that somewhere. Um, and, you know, that it's just wait. So, so if you're not familiar with the Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl gets guys that are like, there's going to be, there's a couple of first rounders down in Mobile. Actually, probably four or five first rounders. There's a lot, a lot of guys between, like, 50 and 150 overall that will be down in Mobile. That that's, that. that's in, in fact, over half of the third and fourth round are probably in Mobile this year for the Senior Bowl. The Shrine Bowl, there are two guys in there that I can see being day two picks, and the rest are day three or priority free agents. N- nearly everybody that's on their roster, and I went through them today. Uh, I did a little preview um, that will be coming up on LionsWire in the morning. Check that out um I, I picked the 15 players that i think best fit the lions just about every player that i looked at and, and had familiarity with I, they, they at least belong in a training camp with a good look and a good shot at getting it so it, it's a pretty good group it's not uh, again you're not dealing with first round second round third round. you're looking at guys like this is where the lions in the past i'm trying to think who else has been from there um oh geez Um. Uh, Dang it! Yeah, yeah I'm blanking. Um, th- there's a lot of dudes. A lot of dudes for game for like Glover Quinn was was yeah. there once upon a time. Um, right. The first one I was at actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a lot of like the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and then the guys are like, oh yeah, that we want we want to sign that guy right after the draft. That that's the caliber of guys that you're getting there. Um, so just to give you a little tease on a couple of the guys that I like. Um, this is for um, this will be up on Lions Wire at USA Today in the morning. Um, and these, these are the, the three guys that I like the most. I think will be the, the highest picks out of it. One of them is Tyree Johnson, edge from Texas A&M. If you watch Texas A&M, if you watch them play Mississippi State, Mississippi State has a first round tackle in Charles Cross. Tyree Johnson kicked that dude's butt. He got a sack on him. He got three other pressures on him. Had a really, really good game. That Aggies defense is loaded. He knows how to play. He's a stand up outside linebacker pass rusher. Sounds like something that Detroit needs. he's probably going to go in the 90 to 110 range, probably. Um, The guy that I think is probably the first player from the Shrine Bowl taken, and we'll we'll see how that plays out, is Reed Blankenship of Safety from Middle Tennessee. Really good all-around safety. He was once on the Bruce Feldman's freaks list. He's a little bit undersized, but he can do a lot back there. He's got range. He's got instincts. He can pop. Um, so that, that that's the guy to watch there. There if you're if you're gonna watch the game. Um, and the other one there is a quarterback. There's actually a couple quarterbacks there that are that are mildly interesting. Um, and those of you who are Maxion people know who Dustin Crum is. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but then there's a wide receiver, Kyle Phillips from UCLA, slot receiver. If you watch their game against LSU, you know what that guy can do. He's a lot of fun after the catch. He and Amon Ra together as dual slots or playing on the same side of the ball it's like a smaller package when you're going up against like big lanky corners like the kevin kings of the world Mm -hmm. um and and those guys these guys are gonna kill that and and this is a guy probably a fourth or fifth round pick playmaker really good hands really really good blocker as well for being a slot guy so those are some of the guys that i'm watching and looking for out there um Friend of the podcast, Owen Reese, will be out there. He's going to give me in-depth reports on the offensive linemen that are there. um, If you have followed this for a long time. Owen has been on just about every year to talk offensive line with us.
0: How does he feel qualified to talk about the offensive line?
1: Well, I mean, he is a, he is the, he was Quinn Miners offensive line coach at Wisconsin Whitewater. Yeah. He's, uh, one play.
0: One, one yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, How does the, he they,
1: the Warhawks actually have another guy. The NFL, NFL PA collegiate bowl is, I want to say Saturday and I got to write something up on that. Uh, and they actually have a dude from Western Michigan, Mike Caliendo, a guard who I really like and would love for the Lions to get in and into a camp, get him in there. Saw him as a freshman. He started as a freshman. He started all four years, academic, all Mac, all four years, really, really good player, kind of limited athletically, but I, that that's the kind of guy that I'm rooting for. So, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking at that too. But uh, yeah, they, the Warhawks have another guy there too. Um, and, and uh, what's, what's, what's almost official title? He is the Who's the Director of Run Establishment. He's not the the offensive line coach. Yeah. I, I love I love that he was able to give himself the title. You can do that at the D3 level. <laughs>
0: yeah. Owen is such a cool guy. I mean, he I mean, besides being super smart, he's like a he fit. I mean, Wisconsin Whitewater, he he fit, he is absolutely a Wisconsin guy. You know what I mean? He's the burly, little bit bare kind of like he's he's your guy, man. Oh, yeah, like yeah. He he's he's
1: he's about 6'5, about 260 not fat, but like not not slim. No. Um, and um, like um, a and he heard me say that he would, he would throw me through a car window and not apologize for it. And then he'd buy me a beer, picking like, me up as he picked the blood out of my like a
0: grizzly. Face. He'd hold you down yeah. and eat you. Yeah, he, he would, would just, keep uh, I, I have actually, I,
1: I have, I hugged him. He didn't hug me. Uh, thank God, because uh, that would have hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the shrine bowl, you're thinking about guys. I mean, if you think about last year, we didn't have a fifth or sixth round pick. We, we kind of right. traded those away, but we had Amon Ross St. Brown and early in the fourth round. And then Derek Barnes right after that, that. those are fourth-round guys that, that uh, Brad Holmes was able to put together. Really going to be interesting to see. And the fact that he's going there to spend some time to do the research, and he's going to miss a little bit of time in the Senior Bowl. He's going to miss probably the first Yeah,
1: day. He, he is going, from what I understand, he will be there uh, Saturday, Sunday, and he leaves Monday. Senior Bowl practices start Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Remember, one of the things that Jim Nagy talked about with the Senior Bowl is, is that they're not having – like Dan Campbell, isn't going to be the the head coach on the field for the Lions during practices. They're delegating that out. Um, so it, it's not necessarily bad that Brad won't be there. He will be there in time to interview. He'll, he'll meet the players. He will talk to his coaches and say, hey, what do you think of this guy? Is this guy worth spending time for me with? Exactly. And sort
0: of like that. It's setting, yeah. it's setting the table for Brad, which is cool. But it also is giving, uh, it, oddly, It's giving MCDC a little opportunity to do a little bit of GM work. Now, is Dorsey going to be down there? Potentially. Yes. There's going to be some other people down there. I, I, I can verify that John Dorsey will be at the season. But with Dan Campbell not having to worry about the head coaching duties, that frees him up to do some other things. And I, 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 this is interesting. And especially when you think about how they've built that front office and the collaboration between them. Now the trust that he gets from Brad Holmes and a little bit of right. a sense Brad's going to get of how uh, Dan makes the decisions on players at that kind of level. It's going to help them with their communication and help them evaluate Absolutely. each other as evaluators as they go forward. So huge opportunity here. Um, undersold probably by most other people, but a real opportunity for these guys to build out how they work together. That's pretty cool.
1: Absolutely. I, I like it a lot. And, and again, the collaborative effort is something that like we've hammered it a lot, but it cannot be stressed enough how important that is that all the people are rowing their boat in the same yeah. direction. You, you, might, you might have somebody who's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm sitting this rep out because I'm not, I'm not sure I like that one, but they're going to keep stroking, stroking stroking
0: this team everywhere. got their wins this year <laughs> that's one you gotta watch the video for folks uh this team got their <laughs> wins <don't>. this year <laughs> because they were all stroking together <laughs> because they were pulling that boat in the same direction um had they had this and, and this is what you expect to see when you're ten 10 and whatever right O ten 10 and one yep you don't typically see a team pulling in the same direction. You start to see things fraying at the sides. You see that's when you, you see, see the, Urban Meyer
1: checking the oil of a co-ed OBJ that he may or may not think called daddy.
0: You see all kinds of crazy things go wrong on a team when that happens. The fringe guys start fringing out. That didn't happen with this team. And, and no. It's not who they were. It's not how the front office is built. It's not how the team is built. You see it like. Like Jerry, going back to Jerry, rowing yeah. in that direction because he's he's loyal and he's a good man and he's a good human being. He's a great football player. He's all those things. That's that's what this team is about. And it's it's something it's something special. And this this senior bowl is an opportunity for them to work that some more. For for someone like Deuce to be the head coach, for someone like Ben Johnson to be an offensive coordinator. It you you get to see these things play themselves out, how they work, and how these guys work together. Guess what? We'll talk about it a little later. Aaron Glenn potentially going as a head coach, being you know working somewhere else and as no, a head coach.
1: No, so say it's not so.
0: Right? Well, Aubrey, what step up. What are you going to do? What can you do in your elevated role in the Super Bowl? This is such an opportunity for these guys and for this team. And and I don't expect. Uh, spoiler alert! I don't expect anyone gone this year. I expect next year to be the year, but let, we'll just go there. I, I got to hit the super chat, Ryan. He cracked me up when it came in. Uh, super chat. He he rolled in ten bucks for Kelly Stafford's Rams tickets fund for those loyal fans. <laughs> hey,
1: did you see the the um, and my colleague at Rams I ran the story today about the 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 Stafford fan in the in the Lions jersey who was going crazy when they won. And the Rams, like Rams fans, or the Rams themselves, might even they they like crowdsource money to get that guy to go to their home game so he can watch Stafford. Which I think that's really cool. Good job by the Rams.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting interesting i i think we did colin who's going to join us at senior bowl and do a lot of coverage with us and for us um and he's got something i, I won't say it but he's got a real special gift for you jeff you're gonna love it um sorry colin, i didn't want to give anything away that's as much as i'll give away uh <laughs> <laughs> knowing what i know of colin i'm a little it's, concerned He has now. nothing to do with rowing and stroking okay we'll just play that well oh, that's good <laughs> <laughs> But he talked about it. He did the, the, the quick back of the napkin math. If, if Kelly drops a million dollars, that's less than 1% of a flip in the f- percentage of fans that are going to come into that arena. And it was, I forget whose the source was. I'll have to look, but 65% Niners fans expected it in so far. <laughs> well, you, what would what, you say it
1: was when you were there in week seven? Oh, as, easy
0: 40% Lions fans. Easy 40%. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And it's having lived in L.A. for so long, <clears throat> right? I, I, I totally understand it. I totally get it. You can do stuff outside all the time. And, I mean, if, think about it. If Detroit was a place that had beaches and mountains and stuff to do outside all the time and, and, and all kinds of sports teams and all kinds of culture, I mean, like, you know, not kidding. Ten times the things going on in the sea with the restaurants and everything else. And the Lions were what the Lions have been the last bunch of years. Probably a lot of us would be really, really casual fans. Right, just kind of like, oh yeah, the Lions. Well, call me when they're any good. My 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 joke about um, hockey fans there. Anaheim won the very first Cup they had ever won in franchise history the yep. year I moved out there, and I mean, it was literally the fourteenth story on the sports news after Women's lie. I mean, nobody gave. We had been, you know, the city. We had a, a car on fire at least, right? I mean, we'd have been celebrating. It had been a big deal, but no, not there. They they couldn't even. Couldn't care less. And I no couches were burned. Nothing. Nothing happened. Positive huh? car fire. That's all. Okay, uh, Riley. Sorry, I uh, get to yours as well. Do you think Holmes picked the right roster to coach at the Senior Bowl, or would you guys rather have the Jets one? Riz, I think that's a great. That is a good question. Great question. It is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, do you mind if I drop mine first, and then I'll let we'll you? Go, yeah, go right ahead. I'm wrong. I'll, I'll formulate my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This game, the Senior Bowl, is not about winning. Period. If you're one of the teams picking these rosters, you're not there to win the game. You couldn't care less. If you you think winning matters, go back to the last time the Lions had it and Matt Patricia stormed that game and took off with a victory. What did it mean?
1: Yeah, they did. They really did, didn't they? I forgot
0: about that. What did that mean? It didn't mean anything. (laughs) If you're smart, and I know Brad Holmes is smart. I know he is smart. You're looking at the roster. That best, best fits your areas of need and not just, hey, I want the guy that's going to be picked at 12th as a off-ball linebacker. You're not picking 12th, right? You're picking 20-somethingth and second. That The guy that's getting drafted there it's not really valuable for you necessarily to do a whole lot of hands-on evaluation versus the guys that might roll on your big board to where your picks are. So I think the reason Holmes picked this roster is much, much more about assessing the talent and getting to know the talent that looks likely to be there when they're picking. That being said, again, it's not about winning. So that's, that's where my head's at. That's why he picked the roster, not to win the game, but to get the best look at the guys that are most likely to be Detroit Lions.
1: I think there's a lot in that that, that's absolutely true. The other thing I would say is this is the SEC roster. So one of the things that you do when you're a coach or a GM and you're interviewing the players is tell me about tell me about who you played against. Like who's who's like if you're if you're if you're interviewing a a wide receiver, who who is the best cover corner guy that you you played against this year? And it might not be who you expect to answer, and you're going to get it and, and like you know. Look, there's there's SEC guys in in the room in Detroit. Jerry being one of them yep. from Arkansas, yep. Yep. but that uh, that 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 flavor that that it's it's a broader way to learn about more prospects. And if you look at at most mock drafts, and we're going to look at that in a little bit here, uh, the SEC dominates uh, a lot of the mock draft because there's there's just a lot of talent there, and you know it, it's not necessarily. I think a lot of people get hung up um, t- to Riley's point about positions like, oh, the quarterbacks or, oh, we really need linebackers. Why are all the good linebackers on the other roster? Well, one of them dropped out. Devin Lloyd won't be there anymore. Um Brisker, the safety from Penn State, will also not be there anymore. So the Jets roster isn't necessarily looking as sexy as it did um, when, when the rosters first came out. I think the only guy that the Lions team <laughs> lost was Michigan running back Hassan Haskins, who will not be there? He got replaced by a guy from South Carolina, who I watched about five minutes of today, um, and I kind of like him. So, and- so I, I I think it I think it's a lot more. <sighs> I I do think that there was probably some trade, like like Jim explained this really well last week. If if you didn't catch what Nagy said, he talked about how they go through like putting all the pieces of the puzzle together to keep teammates together, to keep you know that that sort of thing, and to try to get some balance on it. And, I absolutely believe him on that, but I also think that there's probably a little bit of give and take on that. Like, like if, if there's a is. borderline and, guy.
0: And you get to talk and, though too about the talent that's on. We'll talk. We're going to talk about uh, some Senior Bowl players uh, in a little bit. I think we got yeah. a really good way to look at this. But w- and one of the points we're going to talk about is how differently people evaluate players and that's i think part of it too i think some people are like oh this guy's absolutely great cuz they saw somewhere that he was the best guy but other people are like oh he's you know he's middle of the road or he's third on the on the on the position chart um i think a lot of that kind of skews what people are looking at um and 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 look Nagy what was it 20 years 25 years as a scout working in the nfl i think i think
1: 23 yeah, that's what he said
0: the rest yeah. of the guys around him that are doing this work have all done it for real have gotten yep. paid, fed their families, made their living doing this. they got to know a little something more than guys reading mock drafts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Guys who watch there the their uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll pick on Georgia fans because they have every right to be gloating this year. Yeah. Um, not every player from that defense is a first-round talent. You might think they are, but they're not. Right. There's only 32 guys starting to go in the first round, and uh, – Sorry, dude. Nine of them are not coming from Georgia. They're just not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: All right. The, the one person I'm subtweeting on the on the air here knows who he is. And he will, <laughs> he'll be grateful that I talked about him and didn't mention his name. All right. <clears throat>
0: All right. So there you go. Thank you, Riley. That's a great question about yeah, the question. roster. But I think, folks, just just get it out of your head that winning the Senior Bowl is important. Um
1: the game What's itself. That? Remember, they're they're not allowed to blitz. They are only allowed three different coverages. They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to go in motion more than once on a play. There's 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 a lot of different rules. They're only it, 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 it's it's not the Pro Bowl. Like the guys are out there, they are going to hit one another. They're going they're going to try and and it's going to be an actual physical contest. But it is somewhat limited rules. It's not like you're not going to go zero blitz on fourth down and two um, right. when when Dan Campbell or whoever his protege coaching the team um, will, will and they will go for it.
0: <laughs> now, can they still fake punt? Yeah, you want to uh, test well, the, I, the the I, arm of your punter, right? I want <laughs> yeah, to. It is
1: important. Yeah, they have a good I'm punter not. too. I um, in the in the in the Senior Bowl, they have a good punter. Uh, They have a good long snapper, too, uh, which is going to be interesting to see if they, uh, like, I thought Scott Daly did fantastic this year. Uh, I did not miss Don Muehlbach. I don't think the team missed Don Muehlbach, and I think if it wasn't Don Muehlbach's legacy, I don't think any fans would have noticed any difference in in the snapping.
0: And I tell you, because of that, Quinn is just chomping at a bit trying to get a GM job this year (laughs) so he can draft him. Okay, let's really quickly oh,
1: Jimmy Landis, <laughs> former senior bowler Jimmy Landis. Yep, 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 you know where I am at. You know
0: where I am. <laughs> All right, uh let's talk about the senior bowl coverage and then we'll get into some of the uh yeah. the, the players in a, in kind of a different way like I said. Um I want to talk about the coverage because there's been some questions and I want to be really really <laughs> really really clear for everybody here so you can you know how to get the best coverage from the senior bowl. Uh WM- w2 so no biting kneecaps just a mild chewing yeah that's about what the rules are all right um we're gonna start with a video likely sunday night there'll be videos these will be live videos from around out and about around mobile uh riz isn't there colin i'll be there we're gonna hit a couple of the local places um as we do these live everything after we close down on radio row for the day which you mentioned haskins either earlier he's on our interview list um Not
1: anymore
0: (laughs) Uh, We're gonna start on uh, On uh, Sunday night We'll get some live stuff As we see players Coaches uh gm's other media folks around around town we'll get time we'll spend time with them those will just literally be live on the fly as we're out having drinks and dinner and all that kind of stuff uh just to help you get a little bit of the experience a little bit of what's going on outside of the the practices and and the radio row stuff and the interviews there um monday night Riz arrives we will do a formal show from the hotel that night and then starting on tuesday morning uh, we'll have players, Lions staff, the whole thing. Uh, it goes practices 1130 to four. So it's 1130 to 130 for the national team and then two to four for the American team. So we will be at the field for that. And then we'll be back until dinner on Radio Row. Again, more interviews with Lions staff, players uh, for, from the teams and so on. We'll do that. That'll be Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday that we're doing those things. Uh, then again nightly mm-hmm. live videos from around town again members of the media teams whatever we find it's all live on the fly you guys are going to stalk cost
1: people that you know mm-hmm. people that have been on the show before people that you have have
0: heard of and and you uh, oh we get Pat Cowan again awesome. we're going live right that would have been frigging awesome if we would have done that now i might look to some other people to do it but they don't know how to do it We'll do it better, like always. You know, you don't want. It's not the one mom tells we'll, you. Got we'll have to home. fun with it.
1: We we will get. Um, and, and, and just just be aware, these will not be family friendly, especially the night shots.
0: They'll be friendly <laughs> enough. We'll do what our best. We'll do our best. Um, but the, yeah, we'll. Wait, wait. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll mobiles try to uh, after a, a blue effect. town. Yeah, yeah, mobiles a lot, fun, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of fun Uh so we've got all that going on and then uh there will not
1: We got to go live from from our uh from our from our brunch place too. The the barbecue place yes, we went to. Yes,
0: yes, that yes. That was good. The seafood, the barbecue, the whole shebang. Um okay, so then everything you see that's live on YouTube will be available later if It doesn't get scrubbed because of blue or whatever else, right? We may have to think about what's going on. Um, We will talk about Willis shortly, Don. Don't worry. Um, But your best bet is to watch it live. Subscribe, hit the bell. That's how you're going to see the stuff live. Like I said, there's not really a fixed schedule other than what I told you. We'll be there from crack of dawn until about eleven ish, and ten forty five. We pack up, we head to the stadium, we do the stadium till four. We fly yeah. back, we set back up, and then it's dinner and and, and whatever. So you get you guys got to fly with us because this is a lot of it goes it goes when it goes, yeah. and that's and, how it
1: and goes. the logistics. Yeah, the logistics are different. We're at a new stadium that we haven't been to before. Um it is further away from the the main hotel where the Radio Row is. The Radio Row has moved. It is not where it used to be. Hopefully there's we're not with an open door right in front of us. Um that would be no, very nice. No, it'll
0: be uh, because it got really really freaking cold last time. <laughs> our, our booth is going to be pretty pretty uh, pretty pimped out. I mean, 50 Cent would be coming up there singing PIMP if he saw it. Um we had some some issues on the video nice. with the uh the sunlight last time. Not this time. But we got it. We've got, we're going to, I mean, oh, yeah. we are going to be top booth brother. So yeah, for sure. And you watch everybody yeah. will come there to look. So next time they can show in and do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But there you go. We'll, we'll be there. We've got a lot hope we of get stuff the Hooters
1: girls again. They, they bring, they can bring some wings. Yeah. Hooters, Hooters and mobile. If you're, if you're coming down, bring, I, I asked, oh, to be, I like the lemon
0: pepper wings myself. We're going to be next to uh, Dave. Schultz and WNSP again. So just so you know. Oh, I Dave, the up. best hair in the business. <laughs> yeah, I set that up. Those guys are. Great. He's he's,
1: he's really he he's a he has a really good show. Yeah. Um. It, look, it's mobile centric, but it's very SEC centric. They do a lot of stuff with that. He's he's a really smooth host. I've, I've I've been on with him several times. I enjoy it. So hopefully I can peek in on him again.
0: Yep. Yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> they got a good stuff, good staff over there. So we yeah, do that he now. Here's the thing for those who listen on the audio. We're not. It takes a bunch of extra work to to put these out on audio. We're not going to be putting these out on audio uh, as audio podcasts. Maybe once the Senior Bowl is over, we'll put a, a highlight reel or something together. But just don't don't count on it. YouTube only is is where it's going to be for this because it is so fluid and so fast that things happen that it's just it's just the way it's going to be. Subscribe, hit the bell. You'll get the best content from the Senior Bowl. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. There you go. Get your suit there too. All right, really quick. CBD.DetroitLinesPodcast.com. Take care of your head. Take care of your fun. Go to CBD.DetroitLinesPodcast.com. You want to buzz? Get the active CBD. If Delta Eight isn't available or allowed in your state, if it is, get the Delta Eight. They're both just as potent and fun, and they come in really great tropical gummies. Um, if you just want to get to care, take care of the pain, anxiety, or insomnia get the regular cbd oils or they have gummies and so on as well won't give you a buzz and with those you also will pass a pass a drug test and they also have a cream which i use religiously after working out and uh it just makes the recovery i've heard about you and your cream oh god (laughs) stroke 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 all right cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com coupon code lions 55 percent off there you go okay sorry mom (laughs) why did you tell her to listen Gosh. my mom watches every podcast oh we my did. god mrs risden i apologize i really do from the bottom of my heart he has has turned me into this this savage beast i used to be i used to work the choir still every week and then your son came. i don't know what happened okay uh <laughs> let's talk quarterbacks um i want to walk right. the quarterbacks in the senior bowl and and look Next week, we're going to be standing in front of these people. We could go through the roster. Mm -hmm. We could run through these people right now. It's it's meaningless. We're not doing that. Right? It's meaningless. It's (laughs) performance at the Senior Bowl. It's then the performance at the Combine and performance at a Pro Day. That's it. All the rest of it is speculation. We'll talk about speculation later but we're going to have film. We're going to have all kinds of evidence. we got three cameras rolling at Senior Bowl this year. We will have all those kinds of things there. We'll be live tweeting all day. We've got Colin working. We've got Jeff working. We've got me working. We are going to be pumping the the content all day. And we will have a lot to work with about the players and the assessments after that. We will make some, some, uh, some choices around that here very shortly. All right. So first off, we're going to talk about... Everybody's talking so much about him, Malik Willis. Um, And I want to tell you, when I started my preparations for the Senior Bowl, Jeff, I started getting a bunch of mock drafts as just kind of a way to kind of position these guys in my head before I really started diving in. Because, you know, we did a um, wait till the season's over. That's when you really have the time to start breaking down these guys and looking at it. And the thing that I noticed and that really flipped me out and, and it started me down a rabbit hole was the variation in these guys' rankings and draft positions on these mock drafts. I've got a player, and he's not someone that most people probably know. There is a 263 overall draft position gap between where <laughs> – This is just four points, four mock drafts, right? the 263 positional difference on where he might be drafted. And I had to check to make sure he didn't have a leg amputated or something that maybe someone did a draft a little bit early before the amputation. No, nothing. Wow. Crazy. So it started me thinking, right? There's two things on this. One, I think I now understand why people will bang the table like uh, 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 sorry sauce. i hate to do this to you uh, uh, on geis and say geis is the guy geis 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 right and then geis where is he today right people overvalue people and undervalue what wait based on where they're getting their info right and 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 yeah we talked about jim nagy and the guys at the senior bowl who have been real earn your crust, feed your family off of being a good scout kind of guys versus people who read mock drafts and and looking at what they look, look at a highlight film, you know, and highlight reels on YouTube. There's a there's a real difference in what you're seeing and what you're looking for and what you're looking at, and that's I think where this differential comes from. I think a lot of that comes from there.
1: I think I think that's part of it. I think one of the things that a lot of people struggle with and this is something that the, those of us who do do this for very living in the media side, we are very clear to point out when we are giving our own rankings versus our own projections because they are very, very different. Mm-hmm. I'll give an example. Last year, I knew Kyle Will- – Will- <laughs> I always call him Kyle Wilson. I'm gonna, I'm I knew Zach, Zach Wilson. <laughs> I knew he was going to be the number two pick in the draft not, not much later than the Senior Bowl took place. He never once cracked my top one hundred and three players, which is what I publish at real g m and people are like, "Well, he's going too, well yeah, that doesn't that's that's nice. I don't think he's one of the one hundred and three best players in this draft, um, and after the rookie year, I would say I'm probably right on that but there's time <laughs> wait, there's wait, time wait. but Longo. yeah, um, yeah I, I was i was i was most assuredly not a fan um and still still am not, but that you have to be clear like. I make sure that when I'm giving a mock draft and I, I know the guys at the draft network do this. I know Matt Miller um, does this. I know Luke Easterling from draft wire does this. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, all, all the, uh, we all are trying to be very transparent in mock drafts or what we think will happen or what we hear is going to happen. Player rankings are very different. So if you see somebody's big board, that doesn't mean that that's where they think those players are going to go. Right. Like, like, as, as example, my number one player on my big board this year is Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. the safety from, from Notre Dame. He is the best player in this draft, in my opinion. Doesn't mean I think he's going number one. I don't think he's going number two either, but that's that, that's boy.
0: different. It's so hard. How many game changing safeties are out there? Like actual game changing safeties oh, yeah. versus an edge. Versus a quarterback, right? Positionally, I mean, you look at it and you say he is spectacular. He could, as you said, and I'll just say he could right now. He could be the best athlete out there and best player at yeah. his position. But what's he going to do for you if you're the Lions, right? right? The Lions is, is, is his
1: impact as a all-pro safety more than what what Aiden Hutchinson could be as a Pro Bowl edge, exactly, and that's. Yeah. I don't know, uh, you know, and also yet the other thing, and, and I had this conversation with Logan Lamer and Deer on on Twitter today. Um, the free agency comes into play. You can get Marcus Williams, Quandre Diggs, um, Jesse Bates. I don't think he's leaving Cincinnati, it's a really good year to need a safety in free agency. They can get a playmaker there. Keep Tracy Walker, and then you don't have to worry about Kyle Hamilton at number two because okay, we're set there, we're good. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah so yeah. that 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 factors into it too. And mock drafts at this time of year are much. Look, um, we talked to uh, as the media, we talked to Dan Campbell before it was before week sixteen, um, and he said flat out, "I have not seen one down of college football this year." That that was in his press conference. So, if you're thinking that, oh, he he's going to bang the table for this guy, you don't know that. That's, he doesn't know that. Exactly. <laughs> Be very careful um, in in absolutes and, you know, um, must or, or will definitely. Any Anyone, you know, stating that anything is factually done mm-hmm. now, they're an idiot. Yeah, you yeah. can tell them I said you're, they're an idiot, too. <laughs> Thank you.
0: For sure. All right. So, one of the projects I'm going to do this year is that I've taken it on as a result of this kind of – Like exclamation point popping up is I am going to I've only got four points right now. I'm going to get probably seven to ten different mocks, maybe more together and uh, just sample them points in time throughout the season and then see how they changed. And then how they did against the real draft. I think it's going to be an interesting little experiment for for what we're doing here. I think it'll be a neat way to kind of look at this and help kind of think about, you know, who are we looking at and getting our information from, and how is that kind of painting the picture in our head of who's what when we when and yeah. what kind of player these are. Knowing you have a bias. Right. I mean, there's there's training out there for everybody who's employed on unconscious bias. Right. You have to recognize it happens in more ways than just the training at work. Unconscious bias truly exists. Recognize it. Admit it. And then let's look at it. Let's analyze it. Riz will tell you I've been a student since the day since before we started going to senior board but since the you know the day I've been to the Riz school of of evaluation I've been working hard you know I'm I have sorry. Riz. I know I know it's but I mean you're not my only source of information right but you got Thank me God. started and yeah. and and I've been working hard at it right and and, yeah, and you have. I,
1: I've noticed an improvement in your process like you you tend to you're seeing things uh, just as my perspective of your your evaluation is that you're seeing things more open-eyed. Like, you, 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 you have a better idea of what you're looking for when you're looking for a specific. Type of player,
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm I am going to miss the elephant walk this year. I absolutely will yeah. miss the the. They way are in.
1: they are not doing that for for those who haven't heard. Yeah. I'm somewhat sad about it. It is my most fun. I have a lot of fun with it on Twitter. I'm going to miss that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's but a good time. It is a good time. It is what it is. I'll uh, enjoy my smoothie king elsewhere. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. um But the one thing I'll tell you is, you know, I'm not I'm not one of those guys that starts writing somewhere on a blog and starts acting like I have the be-all-end-all scouting process. I understand it's an educational process. I understand it's a growth process. I listen to as many people as I can. I admit my misses and we move on. But I will take the Jerry hit. (laughs) So from there, (laughs) I want to... So I I will say this
1: on behalf of all, um, all draft analysts everywhere. If you're going to remember our misses, remember our hits, too.
0: That's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, we remember those so much that others want to just make sure we don't forget our misses. Uh, there, there was a
1: great example. <laughs> the, 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 the fantastic game between Buffalo and Kansas City was a perfect example of that for me. I swung and missed wildly on Josh Allen. I was one of the few people that was a massive Patrick Mahomes fan. Yep. Yeah. Um, and took a lot of crap for that. So uh, that that was one where I got this one right. I got this one wrong, and it was a great game. I watched it, and it was uh, you learn from it. One of the things that I learned from from Josh Allen was to not take too much away from one per, from one exposure. You've got to see more of it. And and I, my, I'll tell I'll this very quickly. I was at their game when he was at Eastern Michigan. He missed three straight swing passes. Not one of them could have been caught by a fireman with a cherry picker ladder. They were that wild. Somebody from the Wyoming staff actually went over to the Eastern Michigan sideline after halftime and warned the coaches to keep their eyes open on the sideline when he was throwing because they didn't think he knew what he was doing. Now, that, that, that was, that weighed very heavily on me. He had a rotten game. Broken Roback kicked his ass that day. Um, love, love you, Broby. Wish you still got another shot. But I like because I, I did see good Josh Allen games. I saw him beat beat the crap out of Central Michigan in a bowl game that I watched in a in a radio studio with a Central Michigan guy, Jim Costa, sitting right next to me and and he was weeping. And I'm like, wow, that, that that's really good. There were some good Josh Allen games too, but I I let my one negative exposure to him really weigh me down on that. Um the only positive part about that was, was I did see firsthand, like that guy's got it. Like like leadership, charisma, yeah, easy, yeah, natural. Yeah. It was it was it was plainly obvious seeing that in person. That's why I gave him a chance. That's why I didn't stick with him as just tight end number seven. Um he was also quarterback number nine.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay. okay.
1: <laughs> but I had Mahomes number one, um, and he was my number three overall player that year, and uh People didn't like that at the time.
0: And, and you know, professionals. But just remember, just remember the, 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 the Trubisky take ahead Take the good, of you take
1: the bad, you uh, take them both, and there you have the, facts the fact of, of life.
0: life. That's right. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. folks had Trubisky ahead of Mahomes, and look what that turned into. A lot of people <laughs> did. A lot of people in Cleveland did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, King, thanks for reminding everyone. Uh, please, please uh, like and subscribe on this. And also, Check out Everything King. You like the Pistons. You like the the uh, the Lions. He's got great content. Great. I mean, what I love about it, and, and same thing with Micro Mike, it's, it's um, additive. It's additive. It's great content from people that gives you a different point of view, sometimes agrees, yep. sometimes doesn't, but is good quality, unique. Innovative. It's their own. They didn't steal it from somebody. It's real, genuine, good content. When, when Micro Mike talks,
1: talk, you're getting Micro Mike's opinion. Yeah, yeah. Same with <laughs> Kang, man. It's yep, it's, yep. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. We might not always agree with it. We might not agree with one another. But I, damn, I love those. You know, guys. We do stuff different. Not, but
0: that's what's so great yeah, about it.
1: That it gives you. Tri- I, I would hate to be the only source of Lions information for somebody. Like if they just got it from us, that's that's not fair. Yep. Like seek out other things find 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 people that you like find people that you respect find people that entertain you amuse you you know inform you that's that's what it's all about
0: people that push the different the boundaries come up with something i expect a whole bunch of people to suddenly try to interview a whole bunch of udfa darlings this year because they think they're gonna shotgun and hit the one right because oh well that worked we're gonna do that too i expect it not these guys they're gonna they they may but it's not they're not doing it because of that They're not trying to get the exact same guests the week later. They're not trying to, they are their own thing. So good stuff for them. Let's talk about Malik Willis. Malik Willis, I have him, he's quarterback out of Liberty. He's on the American team. So the Lions staff will be able to play with him uh, in the four. and, And look, the draft network is kind of of the four I have right now. I'll be honest. They are my kind of top dog of the of the group the range of where Malik Willis is on these picks and he's one of the tightest he's the second tightest range of all the quarterbacks he's he's only got a difference of 30 potential positions where they think he could be picked he could be picked as low as 20 and as high as 50 according to these drafts
1: that's, that would be the, like, if I had to spitball the range where he would go, um, now before we've seen him at the senior bowl before yep. he does the combine, that, that's probably where I'd put him. I, I tend to think he's not a first round prospect, uh, but, but to, to your point about unconscious bias, he's not going to be in my top 100 players either. He's mm-hmm. just not. Um, I have, I've seen four of his games, uh, and I just, I I don't I don't I, I I'm, I'm, I'll be honest I don't get it I don't see it I don't I don't gra- like he reminds me a whole lot and the the draft savants one of those remember Brandon Bridge from South Alabama reminds me a lot of him as 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 the best I, I'll go a little bit more Midwestern one of the comps that I'm using for him as a working comp is Dan Lefevre. Danny mm. Lefever from mm-hmm. from Central Faith. Michigan back in the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he wound up. Um, he was Canadian. He wound up playing in the CFL for a little bit. He's he's retired now. But that's that's the ilk of quarterback that I see when I watch Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, ilk, what a terrible word that that has a connotation. <laughs> that's the ilk of quarterback. Oh my! So there, there. See, you see Riz showing his unconscious. Now bias I am not wedded to that language. opinion. Like
1: if he, if he comes out next week and and is like. One, again, one of the things that I want to see is how he handles being in competition. How he is around his peers. Is he comfortable? Does he you know does he fit in with that? One of the, one of the things that like Davis Webb was a guy that really rose up at the Senior Bowl. One of the things that I didn't like about it was that he didn't like hang out with the other quarterbacks on the like in the huddles and stuff like. I don't know if he's that comfortable. Like, like one of the reasons why Daniel Jones rose up was like, oh, he's one of the guys. Like everybody's like gravitating. We like Daniel Jones. That's that. that that's my guy, Danny. Danny Dimes, baby. Um, and, and you know that, So I want to see that. I want to see. This was a guy who washed out, and I, I want to say what he flamed out badly at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Now, to his credit. He landed in a very quarterback system friendly Hugh Freeze offense at Liberty and did a lot with it without a lot around him. But I want to see how he handles next week when he's throwing at guys who have have played against other NFL players and guys who are going to be in the NFL cuz he didn't really see a lot of that in college even even in the the good games that he played. You know, against like Old Miss, like Old Miss defense. I don't know. No, you know, the, but uh, I'm so I want to see how he handles that. And if he's if he impresses me in that regard, then then he's certainly upwardly mobile. But uh, as of now, I personally rank him. I don't have a big board done yet, but I, I he's he's not close to being in the top 100 for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Let's move on then. Now, Sam Howell. Sam Howell comes in North Carolina. He's on the American team, also with the Detroit Lions staff. Interestingly, his range is uh, 39 places. They have him as low as 18 and as high as 57.
1: Wow! I think he's going to go higher than that. Yeah, I think I think he's a top 10 pick. Um, I now again. Projection versus evaluation. As an evaluation, he is maddeningly frustrating to me. I don't know what to do with him. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. No, that's, 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 it's probably one of the best kind of quotes about him that I've, I've seen.
1: And, and, and I'll say that that's also true of Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, who will be yep. on the other team. They are, they are very, they're, they're different types of quarterbacks, but I'm, I don't know what to make of either of them at this point. And that, that's one of the reasons why I'm curious to see them next week. Um, I need to watch more of both of them. I think just in general, to, to go back to the unconscious bias, Sam Howell had a crap, crap game that everybody watched. It was their first game of the year. It was North Carolina against Virginia Tech. As Jim Nagy pointed out, he lost his two best receivers. He lost three linemen. He lost both running backs to the NFL um virginia tech has some dudes on defense too Mm -hmm. that, that like they always have dudes that they have a very structured system that's very easy to plug and play guys into that's one of the reasons why virginia tech cornerbacks tend to disappoint in the nfl but they're really good in college um and and he had a rotten game and everybody just sort of like forgot about him on that um if you look up and if you watch him he ran for more touchdowns and more first downs than Malik Willis did last year. But you're not going to hear that much about him because, oh, oh, because he threw he threw some really he, he threw some he had some bad games, man. Yeah, like yeah. His, his passing tapes all over the map. So I yeah, right now, let me let me let me look at the.
0: OK, well, you do. I'll go back really quick. Malik Willis. I'm, and this is the draft net, network position. Uh, ranking for as so as quarterbacks go they had Malik Willis uh, sixth let me double check yes yeah, sixth okay. amongst quarterbacks he's the sixth quote right. best and then you look and you have uh, Sam Howell he is ranked third overall at the quarterback position okay
1: he is my quarterback three as well um, and he is currently in the 40s in my overall rankings yep Yep. Um, which will be published uh, at realgmfootballrealgm.com after Senior Bowl amazing. week. Probably it'll take me a week to get all that crap sorted out. I because, hate to uh, see
0: this. You're in line with PFN. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey, Tony Pauline at PFN is a good dude, yeah. and 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 our friend Kent Platt is, yeah. is a PFN guy as well. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah.
0: All right. So there you go. My um,
1: dude Ben Albright too.
0: Yeah, ben. ben, Big Ben. Um, well, he's <laughs> little, but he's yeah. I know. <laughs> He's bigger than he tweets, bigger than his size. I'll put it that way. His physical size. Yes, <laughs> yes he does. <laughs> let's uh, let's go. I want to I want to throw someone in the mix that we didn't talk about just because he is a positionally number one. He's a guy that everyone uh, is really curious about. And I this is this is one of those things, right, where I, I would think the Wi-Fi would go down at the elephant walk when the hand measurement came out. You know what I mean? It would just it would shut down cuz everyone is tweeting what is the official hand size. We're not going to be looking guy. at anything but his hands. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I'm just looking at his yep. hands. Um this one's good, is is really interesting. Uh number 1 is a position. He has the tightest range of of positional picks uh, on there. Oddly, he goes from 11 to 31. Some people wow. somewhat I don't see him lasting to the loser of the Super Bowl.
1: I don't think he gets out of the top five. No, no. <laughs> That's so Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Pickett from Pittsburgh, Pickett. by the way. Yeah, you did, did, yeah I didn't yeah, mention you didn't, Kenny
0: Pickett. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, he's um, not on the Lions team. Uh, he is on the national yeah. team, so he'll be playing for the Jets.
1: Yeah. Um, the Jets, by the way, do not need it. Well, they don't think they need a quarterback. They took one last year. Uh, they're, they're not going to take him.
0: Uh, roll there roll.
1: are a couple of other teams... Who have a little bit less tenuous grasp on the quarterback position who were have multiple picks who will be looking uh and it would it would it, uh, quite honestly look it's early to make proclamations it would really surprise me if he got out of the top ten
0: <laughs> what's the saying for the jets go fish <laughs> who knows what's going on with oh the jets
1: uh, and you know what? i want to, i i like Robert Sala a lot as their coach. I would have been happy with him in Detroit, but mm-hmm. it's.
0: I'll tell you, Don H. has a great question, and we'll, we'll get to some of these other quarterbacks. Stripping it all away, what do you look for in an NFL quarterback? Strong arm, accuracy, and moxie, not necessarily in that order. I'm just going to tell you the one thing that I think is the most important trait for a quarterback, and it's between the ears. It really, really is. I, you've seen guys with massive athletic ability just turn it on. Tom Brady, we, his draft picture is a thing of legend, right? He was not athlete of the year for a long time, right? He was not TB12 for a long time. He was able to deliver ball even today, right? I mean, he's 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 got great accuracy, all kinds of things, but he's not super athletic. He's not the guy. It's it's the it's what's between the ears, the ability to read a defense, react quickly, find the open receiver, understand how uh, the the defense is affecting the offense, the offense is affecting the defense, the route tree is going to roll. It's it's all about, and then you know, leadership and all that. But it's all between the ears. It really, really is uh, the number one piece, and I think that's why so many have trouble. Landing the right quarterback because it's so hard to assess. It's not in a wonder right. lick. It's, it's something different and it's, it's, it's intangible. Yeah.
1: And so. then you, then the other way is you get the guys that have all that, like Chad Pennington is a great example. One of the most brilliant quarterbacks ever. Very, very limited athlete. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was, he was, it was essentially Peyton Manning with a weak arm and it didn't work for him. It, it worked okay, but it didn't, it didn't work out. And then you yeah. get, you get an, an de doop like Joe Flacco, who's you know can throw the ball to the moon um, and and draw a lot of pass interference down the field, and you know he got hot at, at the right time. Out of it, yeah. But yeah, for, for me, the number one thing I want to see is their ability to to manage a game under different circumstances. Okay, can I can I handle a first quarter game where we're down fourteen nothing? Can I handle a game where I have a lead and I gotta make a, a completion on third down late to, to keep it going? Can I handle, you know, physical pressure that's in my face? Do I have do I have pocket presence? I don't have to be a great athlete, but can I can I slide around a little bit, you know, or am I just going to turtle and, and fall down, or am I going to sprint backwards and circle away into the rush as Jared Goff often did last year? It's one of the reasons why I'm still not sold on him. You know, you, you, you got to have that. Uh, a lot of what you said, Chris, is absolutely true. The the mind matters so much more. But arm not. At the,
0: at I, I, I couldn't
1: give two craps about arm strength. There are very few quarterbacks that get to the NFL that last longer than a training camp or two with, with a bad arm. Cody Kessler, Kellen Moore, uh, i trying to think of who else. Jake Rudock uh, did not have a good arm. Um,
0: uh, Brandon Whedon did not have a good arm. Kellen Moore is the kind of guy you signed to a record-long contract at the lowest potential pay possible through it. So you've got him signed through his coaching career. That's the kind of quarterback yep. that he is. Right. Yep. And there's, there's yeah. a number of quarterbacks out there that you're drafting as backups. A hundred percent. Right. They'll make a great backup for a long time.
1: I have a, we'll, we'll talk about that in, as some other time, because I have a philosophical debate in my head. That's what keeps me up at night about the, the merits of drafting a guy that, you know, is only going to be a backup I, quarterback. I, um, I <laughs> will, we'll, 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 we'll play that out some other time, but yeah. Um, yeah, I I the, the arm strength is like accuracy is much more important. And and more more to the point accuracy all over the field. Um there are guys who I will use Brandon Weeden as an example. Brandon Weeden could hit a slant route like nobody. Like he could hit a, he could hit a skinny post to the tight end perfect. Ask him to throw a 12-yard out, six points the other way, baby. (laughs) And I mean, I hate to go back. Or the ball would sail on him uh, to Josh Allen's thing. One of the things that Josh Allen has done really well, and one of the things I will give the Bills a hell of a lot of credit for, is that they worked with him like, okay, you don't do that throw well, so we're not going to ask you to do it. like there you go yep. hello it's not that hard <laughs> whoa well,
0: all right we'll get back to it uh thanks for the question don appreciate talk it to that my arm hurts when
1: i do this stop
0: doing that <laughs> all right uh the next one we want to talk about is carson strong Speaking of arm strength, Carson Strong out of Nevada. He is on the the nationally named. Uh, yeah. he, he had, they had to know. They had to know. How do they know? A like guy's named Al. They're always big, right? It's always Big Al. It's never like Little Al, right? How do the parents know? It just kills me. All right, Carson Strong, quarterback out of Nevada. Uh, he's got an interesting range of thirty-five, right, which is uh, third. Um, they have him ranked uh, at TDN as the fourth at the position, and they have him going anywhere from 24th to uh, 59th, and TDN has him at twenty eight. So you have a, a kind of, like if I was to start looking at averages, you're pushing him around the, the, the 20s a lot more than the higher numbers.
1: That's interesting. His medicals are huge. He had a massive knee injury. Uh, I believe he tore all four in the knee in his senior year of high school. Um, don't quote me on that, but it, it was a devastating injury. It caused him to, like, he still wears a very cumbersome brace all the time. I wouldn't say that he's immobile. I would say that Philip Rivers is probably the most direct physical comp to him or what Ben Roethlisberger was in his fat late
0: days. Um <laughs> So those are two different things, Fat Ben. It's just like Fat Elvis, right? (laughs) Fat Ben and Phil Rivers. I mean, Phil Rivers. Fat Ben was like a lumbering oaf. Phil Rivers just had a wind up a mile long, and like he screamed every time he threw the ball, but he could deliver it. I mean,
1: (laughs) Philip Rivers. uh, uh, They need to make a movie about that guy. I, I. the, the, the greatest trash talker in NFL history. He never oh. curses. That's crazy yeah, to me. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, had a, he had a heck of a career, and he maximized what he could do. Strong is a guy that you're going to have to have a good offensive line. Um, put him in Cincinnati? No. Put him in Detroit? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he, but you so, can't rely um, on that. Real quick it's on him. From now, he,
0: right?
1: he, he's a guy. He, he can make, uh, t- make all the throws. Uh, I'll throw up the quotes there. He can do that. He worked with some talented receivers, too. He had a tight end. He's got a, a, a receiver in Romeo Dubes who's going to be down there who's going to get drafted probably third, fourth round, somewhere in there. Really talented guy, a um, guy that I wouldn't mind seeing in Detroit. So uh, coming from it an offense, and they did actually play some decent defenses. I know San Diego State has two or three defensive players. So one of them should be in play for the Lions in at the end of the first round, top of the second round, Camp Thomas, a defensive end, um, pass rusher. Uh, I like him a lot. So he's 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 played some guys and had a very successful career. It's all about the medical. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on him until the combine when they do the the poking and prodding. And uh, I do know this, and and I will actually relay this from from somebody at who works at the Draft Network. There is already one team that is already like, nope, nope, it, his, his knee is that bad.
0: Wow, there you go, there <laughs> so. you go. All right. Uh we'll move on from Carson Strong to Desmond Get Ritter. Uh Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. Um uh, t- team people didn't believe in that team this year. People didn't believe in Cincinnati and they made it down there. They had a tough time against uh, Alabama, but they 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 showed that. I mean, I would be proud of that program if I was a fan of Cincinnati. I think,
1: well, heck yeah. I think Look Michigan. Hey, they fans they, 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 they played a too. bowl game a year earlier against Georgia. This is one of the greatest bowl games ever. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And Ritter was great in that game. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. So, yeah, Ritter, he is um, looking at uh, fifth overall at the position. Uh, and his range is 42. They're, they've got him going from anywhere from 29th to 71st. And the Draft Network has him going earliest at 29th.
1: 29th, by the way, would be the Lions' current pick if the Rams lose
0: Yeah, Sunday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. Interesting on that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. I, I don't hate that. I don't, he's, I mean, I'm not yeah. enthralled, but I don't hate it. I will see. So,
1: so Ritter has the, we were talking about how important the mental game is. He's got that. Mm-hmm. He's got the leadership. His problem is, is that sort of, sort of in the Josh Allen vein, you don't always know where that ball's going to go when it leaves his hand. Like he, he has games where he's pinpoint accuracy and he hits, he hits guys on the dead run. And then there are ones where like, oh, they got to they got to reach way back. You know, Mm -hmm. the the, the sort of inaccurate Matt Stafford, like, okay, um, it's completed, but there's no yak because the receiver had to stop and fall down to catch the ball. There's a lot of that with Ritter, too. And I uh, as with Howell, I don't know where I'm at on him yet. So I
0: I know that if he winds up marrying someone that will buy tickets to keep the enemy fans out of Ford Field he's good enough for me uh,
1: <laughs> just just judging on, on how he looks he's probably not gonna have trouble finding that person <laughs> yeah, thats
0: right that's right uh, no I, I he, he, he's he's an interesting cat to me um, I, I really really am interested to see what he does and how he performs the me too. Bowl. Um it, he's one of those guys that you know if he can get that accuracy right if he can if he can pinpoint that boy whoo, whoo, whoo. He,
1: he also can be slow to make the
0: decisions and, and we're looking is- at that
1: that is troublesome today.
0: too. We look at that today, right? Yeah. So, but the thing is, if you think about what you're—I mean, I—I I don't want to say he's a perfect comp to Jared Goff, right? But if you're build, building yourself an offense and you need a backup that can carry you for a game, and you don't want to have to shift everything up, might be an option.
1: Go- Goff is not a terrible comparison for him, no. honestly. No, he really isn't.
0: No. I'm just not person, you know, arm for arm. So, okay, so next one. Um, Guy, uh, Jim Nagy talked about, here's a guy who has everything to prove potential upside, uh, Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky. He will be on the American team getting the looks from the, uh, the, the Lions staff. Um, I, of the four data points, I've got a range of zero. So actually he's the tightest range because there's only one group that thought he was going to be drafted. They have 160 overall and the eighth best quarterback on the roster. This is a guy, though, that can, you know, as as Nagy said, this is a guy that can make his money at the Senior Bowl depending on how he performs.
1: Absolutely. And he is, um, if you watch them play Michigan State this year, you've seen their offense. He came from Houston Baptist. Um, which was a lower level school, the, they throw the ball all the time. He had a receiver this year, Jared Stearns, who caught one hundred and ninety passes in twelve games. Wow. They throw all the time. That guy will be at the at the shrine game, by the way. Uh Shrine Bowl. Um and he's nice. he's worth looking at too. Um he's got a brother in the NFL too. Two, two, actually. I'd look uh, over yeah. Doug in. Zappy Zappy is uh, he he looks like the the combined Tom Brady picture. Like yeah. unassuming athletically, um, he can run. He, he he does have some ability to, to buy time, he, but he doesn't have the strongest arm. Doesn't have you know the the overwhelming physique. He's probably six feet, maybe six feet and a half. The sort of Baker Mayfield range, yeah, yeah. Um, where local reporters call him a, a bleeping midget and still get credentialed by the team. Yeah. Don't, don't I don't get I
0: don't get that some of those.
1: Yeah, but um, he he's got some fun tape, and he can. He, if you're looking for, I'm not sure that he's a great fit for the offense that we saw in Detroit in 2021, but that might not be the offense that we see in 2022. He is a guy that can do, um I liken him to a uh Case Keenum, um, who had, had, a, had a great year in Minnesota, has, has been a starter in Denver, had has some other time. Uh, Could have
0: had a great but, year in Cleveland.
1: Um, he did okay in Cleveland. They probably should have played him
0: more. That's my Probably. Point. <laughs> That's um, my by,
1: point. The, by the way, the guy who wanted to play him more is now the GM of the Minnesota Vikings. Just <laughs> interestingly, um, good good hire um, for for Minnesota. By the way, uh, yeah. Kweese knows what the hell's up. Uh, that 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 guy's. Uh, I'm curious as who he's going to pick as a coach and what happens with their team. But I like him a lot. Uh, that the Vikings got better today.
0: Eh, yeah, their, their, their second coach will help him out a lot more than the first one. That's yeah. my I,
1: that, that, that's that's probably true. But yeah, so Zappi is a guy. He's he's not going to come in and start right away, but he's a guy that like can probably linger a long time as your quarterback. One A in that case, Keenum, Tyrod Taylor, um, that that ilk of quarterback. Um, I, I think Tua Tagovailoa is probably going to wind up in that range at some point um after the hype all gets stripped away and he's on his second team um and that that'll happen probably fairly soon depending on who Miami hires we'll see what happens with that that that's the kind of guy he is um and his high uh, he can do what Tua did at the end of this season when Tua got on fire had good receivers around him and picked apart really bad defenses uh, and and that's you know is that Tua had a Two so had a really nice final five six games of the year,
0: and Zappy cat? can be that kind of guy. Is that your cat meowing over there? Yes, my okay. cat's going crazy. And yeah. the, the, the way the audio works now, it, I mean, your audio's gotten so good. I'm like looking around my room, thinking my cat's making noise. Oh no, my, yeah. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm trying to coax her over here. Smoky,
0: come here. Oh, she just gave hilarious. me the, the the cat version of the middle finger yeah yeah oh no, that's <laughs> a, that's her favorite finger all right bailey zappy he, the, the guy could definitely do something for himself here I, i'm, I'm fascinated, fascinated, fascinated to see what he can do yeah i'm really excited yeah. to see what he does awesome yeah. all right let's uh let's do that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna that's our, our analysis that we're gonna give you now we're gonna bring you i'm telling you guys yeah, we'll, the there will be a lot at, lot more next week at jeff risden at Det Lions podcast on Twitter, it will be live flying. We've got a couple people that'll be on our on the Det Lions uh, podcast account tweeting away uh, observations. What's going on? We'll have daily notes at the end of the day at the website. We will have um, our our wrap that we will do at the end of every day uh, from Radio Row as, a, as the last item every day from what we saw. Uh, again, subscribe on the on the YouTube. Hit the bell. You gotta gotta have that to see this content when it goes live. It's the only plans we know are when practice starts and when practice ends, and we're going to be in radio world before and after that. The the we've got like four or five interviews scheduled, and the rest are crazy. Um, we've got to cut. I don't want to give anyone away because there's so many xeroxers out there, but we've got some some Lions folks already set up, so it'll be good. Uh, all right, let's talk about. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 all right, the cat problem is solved.
1: My yeah, dog has rescued me. <laughs>
0: I was Good. I'm glad. That's good. I was going to make your mom a little red face. So there we go. Uh, let's move on. Detroit Lions are one of three teams fully set up for Hard Knocks this year. There's a great article in Lions Wire, but by El Jefe Riston, who's a, a famous French writer about the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions. Um, you really want to check them out. com. Great place to check out great <laughs> Lions info. Uh, but Hard Knocks, the Lions and the Jets and the panthers are panthers. the three teams that are set up if i'm you know look I, it, the choice is really between the lions and the jets jets big yes. market big market the lions big personality right they're just yeah. really intriguing story i think that bodes well what do, what do you think
1: what do you I, think about i agree kind of i i don't think that look the panthers are that they're, they're, they're a weird team um yeah. that they're, they're sort of identity yep. I mean, they there there's some you could create some storylines out of it. You can create storylines out, story out of every team. The Lions, though, the way they finish, the way that Dan Campbell has caught on nationally. Um the you know, the, the, there could be a storyline of a quarterback competing with with Jared Goff. There's, you know, the, you got compelling guys like Jerry. Um you know, uh, there's some, there's some interesting. Ca- Jamal Williams, very charismatic guy. I mean, the Jets have, Jets have guys like that too, but I think the Lions are a little more uh, media friendly on that. Um, it, it's something. Look, I hope it happens. That was the, the crux of the article that I wrote. Um, I want it to happen, and I, and I related it to I covered the Browns in 2018 when they were on Hard Knocks. And one of the things that the, the Hard Knocks did was that it showed how god-awful Hugh Jackson was as their coach. It exposed the flaws that those of us who were there on a day-by-day basis saw, and nobody believed us because they wanted Hugh to work. Yeah, And we saw that, oh my, like, he had to be reminded by a national reporter that he had a kicking competition going on. He hadn't watched his kickers. He didn't know who one of them was. I, it, it was bad. And, and you saw how Greg Williams and Todd Haley were butting heads and how Hugh was just sort of playing them off against one another. To just try to stay on top of it. It, it showed the dysfunction. The, it, the, the light came on and the roaches scurried. And it was a good thing. Like, like at the time, everybody's like, oh, my God, this is, this is the worst thing that ever happened because it shows how bad we we are well yep. that's how you got to be better you got rid of those problems like if the best thing you can say about your offensive line coach is that he drives a Maserati and his his belly bounces up and down when he says hot and that that's what Bob Wiley was like that that's what people remember from it like that that, that was a really rotten coaching
0: staff and people needed to see it and here's the thing and we've and I, talked I, about I, it I mean yeah po- folks in the slack knew before the bye week the changes that were coming um, yeah, they've heard things in the insider stuff that's all played out, right? They've seen it all. They know we've got insider info of what's going on to hear what's going on in lines. And one day, you know, the stories will come out one day, but not while good people are working and, and busy. Right. They could be could be hurt by whatever or could hurt themselves or their careers or whatever. But I'll tell you what. Seeing a team that maybe didn't perform well, but as a team was pulled together and and rowing together as we started this, this, this show with, as these guys have the kind of rift and rifts that we heard about and the things that we heard happen are, are just incredible. When you turn and then think about exactly what you're talking about happened in Cleveland, just how bad it had to be in there, just how ridiculously bad. And... Hard Knocks is great for for exposing that. But I think, you know, from from everything we've seen and how everything was handled and how everything played out, this team is going to be exposed just for how good they are. And it's exactly. Gonna, and it's, you
1: will. And that will come across. And it's going to go the, to authenticity
0: from it. It's going to go to trust. It's going to go to servant leadership from day one. We were on this, and I'm telling you guys, when you see that, and that's what I want hard knocks for, because I want I that too. to put that stamp on there to show exactly what this was. So we saw it. You, from will, day learn, one, man. you
1: will learn day one. that Dan Campbell, there's a lot going on up there. He's not a dumb meathead. That's, some people, um, yeah. that, that's gonna get that's gonna get shot down pretty quickly. I think you will see or not see how little Rod Wood is involved in the actual football team. He might not even appear on the show. I think you will see a lot of Chris Spielman and what he does. I think you'll see a lot of John Dorsey, who didn't exactly come across all that well in the Browns version of that. He was a Browns GM at the time, um, and by the way, he deserved that criticism. Uh, yeah, that. But I, I, and so there's people that talk about it as being a distraction. You've been to training camp. A lot of the people who are listening to this have been to training camp. There are cameras everywhere now. Like the, the 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 Hard Knocks crew is, they are a li- they are right on the field. Um And a lot of times, like right now, most of the the, the camera work is is either up on the the grassy knoll that, <laughs> that Patricia put in. That's a great vantage point to shoot from. They're from like little platforms. Hard Knocks they do have better access, like right on the field. But the players, the coaches, they're all used to it. They, like they they have they, every. Interaction, Everything, every play is, is filmed from multiple angles. It, it really is like wallpaper. Like, you just don't notice it. And I, it, it's not a distraction at all. The the producers are going to go in. They're going to talk to guys. They're going to find the compelling guys. Mm-hmm. Um, in Cleveland, it was Carl Nassib um, and Devon Kajust, the, the tight Kajust. end with his, like, who <laughs> believed in the powers of the crystals. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's he actually great.
1: retired to pursue a, a career in whatever you whatever you do with crystals. I don't I don't really know what you do with that. It depends but yeah, what kind of there's it is. You, you'll find, and, and it's fun to learn about your players like that. Um, Jeff Fisher's Rams, by the way, they were exposed for the Jeff Fisher didn't seven like, and nine bullshit. some seven and nine bullshit. <laughs> like, I wish I still had that drop. Darn it! <laughs> like you learned that from Hard Knocks. You learned that okay. He's probably that's based on what we're seeing here. That's that's. Probably why there's some seven or nine bullshit going on, he's you know. Probably <laughs>
0: done. Yeah, he's
1: probably done. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, it, it's informative. To learn about that, and you learn you learn so much about the players. Like that, um, there was a guy. What was his name? Damon Sheehy, an undrafted punt returner who lived in his truck for a while. And he had a really good punt return in their first preseason game and he became a star overnight. He wound up signing in that, that call your own play league or whatever. Um, and he's still, like, he's still out there, you know, trying to kick around, but it's really cool to see guys like that and get their little stories and, you know, you'll learn things like, like, there's probably somebody in the Lions who's like a beekeeper on the side and like they'll go out and like check out his honey and stuff like that. Like that you just learn. it's cool to see that about your team.
0: Yep. I want that for Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. It's it's great. And there's a lot of really really good stuff to go on. Uh Don H wants to see me do my rant on Dan Talica on our knocks. Yeah, that was that what got me, boy. I was in a I was in a mood. Um let's see. I had a question here. What do you guys initially go into the senior bowl looking for and, and I'll, I'll tell you uh duncan <laughs> i love this name already <laughs> duncan <Cool>. D's nuts <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that oh that's awesome <laughs> I, I saw the question then i was going to read the name and there <laughs> it is just right in my coffee <laughs> all right yeah so uh what do you initially go into the senior bowl looking for um I do a whole bunch of work. I do a whole bunch of watching of, of games and try to multi-watch guys. Um, I try to rank them and find out where they are ranked and try to find some of the guys that are a little bit higher and put marks on them. And then we would go to the elephant walk, the way in And when they would walk across the stage, this is the ultimate. Like, and, and, and look, it's not always 100%. Hunter Renfro walked on the stage, and I, I've got it. I've got to pull it out. I've got to frame it. I got him. looks like a punter, right? I mean, he looked like he was a 37-year-old dad bod rolling across, and here he is catching balls like crazy. Andy Isabella looked great. Couldn't catch anything off unless it was off his body, right? It was, it, we nope. saw that immediately. And it was like, oh, I am out on him. Um, but it was really, for me, there was a couple of things that I was looking for. Athleticism was one of the key pieces because even on the line, right? They're, oh, yeah, they're big guys. They're sloppy big and there's big and strong. And those are two different things. And they play differently. There's some guys, like Nick Fairley was a guy that could play really good and he wasn't. He was sloppy big, just for lack of a better term, right? Yeah. Or, or, or for not as bad, as sloppy big. I got, I got country strong on my ratings, my, my rating scale, right? But I mean, how does that, how does that translate to the NFL? What does that do? And, and, and you start drawing parallels and you start drawing lines. And I would, there was two things I was doing. I was evaluating the guys very physically, athletically. I was taking the information that I already take uh, had, and I was triangulating that, and then. I knew where Brad or where Bob Quinn and the and the Lions staff sat, and you saw it, Riz. I was there, yeah. and I was in the seats. I was in the seats before they were, and they sat yes, down and to our left, and I was right on that yes, aisle, and I was spying Quinn the whole time and the scouts to see their reaction, so I could say, oh, let me see what this guy looks like. There may be some interest. Oh, let me see what this guy looks like. There may be some interest, and it was a fifty-fifty shot, right? I mean, from if you if you look at statistically it was an interesting thing but um you know other things happen in the draft you don't control the whole the whole draft but it was just an interesting process all that happened at the beginning and then we we met we saw so many others from the media and we would float ideas and and, and think together and and cross reference each other and 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 check ideas and that sort of thing and that really formulated what I had walking into practices then, and how I had gotten down to the guys that I was really, really looking for, and 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 how they would fit within some of the needs and where the Lions fa- fell. I mean, Riz, I mean, that was, I mean, I kind of walked through what I did the last couple of years. I've yeah. honed it a little bit. How about you?
1: Uh, I have spent most of the last two weeks since the season ended watching film on a lot of draft draft prospects. that includes guys that are going to be at the Senior Bowl. Um, at the actual practices, I'm looking for. Is it too big for them? How do they respond to coaches? And and not all coaching interactions are made the same. And one of the things that I learned from, and in fact, Charles Bentley dressed me down on the sideline um, at the Senior Bowl for this once was because um, there was a guy who had a very weird stance. And I commented about it. And he heard me. And he came up to me and said, I'm coaching this guy. And the reason why he's not doing what those coaches tell him is because that's not what I'm telling him to do. I'm with him all the time. These guys are with him for four days. So what he's doing might not be what they want to see, but it's what I want to see. And I think he's doing a good job. And I wound up having a very good, healthy conversation with LaCharles about that. And it changed my opinion a little bit. So I'm looking for things like that. Um, you know, are, are they, you know, firmly in scouts? Can they do what coaches ask of them that might be out of their comfort zone? I am absolutely looking at comparative athleticism. Uh, specifically at defensive backs yeah. and wide receivers, who's who's getting off? Who can change speeds? Who's got click and close ability? Who's um, able to locate? I'll never forget, I'll never forget a wide receiver. They're running one on ones, and the, he's the only receiver in the route, and he did not know that the ball was coming for him. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, he he actually was, So that was a guy that going into to, to Mobile was was in my top 100. And he, I wound up dropping him significantly because it, it turned out that that wasn't an isolated incident. He just wasn't very smart.
0: And, and <laughs> you know, I'll so, tell you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'll let you finish. Um, up. Uh, I'm looking
1: at. Um, you know, how do they get along with their their teammates? Um, obviously not everybody can be a leader, but if if you see natural leaders emerge, um, and that that happens, Sean Lee is a great example of that. A guy that like I wasn't super high on him as a linebacker, but like okay, okay, that guy that's an alpha right there. Like that that's a dude uh, to, to to speak Wisco speak. Um, and that's, you know, you, you see guys emerge like that. Um, that, that, that's kind of the fun thing, too. That's uh, Baker Mayfield came out that way. Josh yeah. Allen actually came out that way, too. Like, okay, you, you, I see it. Like, I I wasn't at that scene. Well, that's that's the one that I missed, but everybody's there's like, yeah, there's they got it.
0: Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. I'll tell you one thing if you want to get a good look at it, uh, Duncan D's nuts, Brad. Um, <clears throat> Love it. Go to last year's senior bowl coverage because of the whole COVID thing. We 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 because we're on the list. We got all the video. We we broke down the video on our 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 broadcasts on YouTube, and we're watching the players and breaking down the practices from that day. And we're making comments to be able to get some insight into some of the things we're looking for, how we're evaluating these guys, and and some of the work we're doing there, and and kind of just what we're looking at. I think that. That was really for us, I think, it was a really good kind of almost an affirmation of process from each other as to what we were looking at, what Absolutely. we were noticing, because we were both seeing different things and they were both very, very valuable. So just go back to last year's stuff and, and spend a, a quick bit of time looking at it. Uh, in that way, COVID gave us a different way to look at it and really gave us some insight into each other and gave us tons of hours of conversation outside of the. The podcast. So there you go. All right. Aaron Glenn, we'll talk about that. Don't worry. We'll talk about him at the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll talk to him at the Super Bowl or Senior Bowl. Whoa, okay. All right. Oh, what a tease. <sighs> With that, we're going to call this a show. Remember, don't forget about us on the Patreon, patreon.com/slash Detroit Lions Podcast for as little as five dollars. You can give a dollar a month and we appreciate it. Trust me. It, it it's helpful. We're not going to beg for you to fund our trip. We're here every year, but just, you know, it helps us do all the things that we do. Um Five dollars gets you into the Slack, and it's the most intelligent Lions chat in the internet. I'm telling you, there is no better place to be, particularly in the off season, to talk Lions. Smart guys, great thoughts, great challenger thoughts, respectfully. Great, dis- great,
1: like yeah, disagree. discussions. Like we we disagree. There's there's a lot of disagreement that goes on in there, but it's done in a way where you're not going to like. You know, try to like cyber stalk or dock somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's good people. It's it's good people yeah. having a good time. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Also on Twitter, if you want to see the senior bowl content, you have to be following us because it's gonna be flying at a hundred miles an hour. We yep. will let you know everything that's going on in depth as it happens at DET Lions Podcast, at DET Lions Podcast, and at Jeff Risden. As you see below. Uh, also, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us the Lions line at 929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667. Also, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast, so we can show up. We can come into your ear holes automatically. magic. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, you can't be number one if you're number two all the time. Figure it out yourself. No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How Big is that, Chris and Case out of time, pack the bags, start the plane, this show is over.
1: You've had enough of that shit.